are Trisden and Ray. Having lived and spent time on the coasts and in rural Appalachia, we feel like we have a unique perspective on most topics. Working to find the common sense middle in a country becoming more and more polarized. Welcome to Extreme Common Sense with Trisden and Ray. What's up, Ray? Hello, Trisden. How are you? It's wintry. It's a little wintry. I mean, it's, it's tough to complain. Like, we're not up north with negative 20, but it's Kentucky cold as this shit. This is cold. No, yeah. no. This, no, I don't, no, I don't I said that at work today. I don't care where you are. I mean, when you're talking about, you know, 18 for a high and, and, two, and, and a, a positive two for a low, and the thing about Kentucky is the wind is always blowing. So there's a 15, 20 mile an hour wind all the time, which just got, because I've said that to people in Jersey. Oh, it must be nice living in the South. South's ass. Come spend a winter in Kentucky. Now that breeze is nice in the summer. Sure. But it's always windy here. Yeah. You know, and when it's windy and 15 degrees, it's fucking cold yeah it is cold we're both That's sitting it. here in woolen hats right now yeah and i was debating on grabbing my big winter parka for the show today just it's a little chilly in it's here, chilly but, in here. Yeah. i might have to put my jacket on my nipples might be <laughs> but it was beautiful driving here i know i say that a lot but the snow adds so we got i don't know two inches maybe it wasn't a lot of snow it's a tristan reynolds snowfall. i would say it was a tristan reynolds six inch <laughs> <laughs> uh, but really I, at my house there was there was a good five six inches drifting up to eight ten inches so maybe really? a little seriously, yeah. So maybe, maybe a little maybe it, And Lexington had like half an inch. So maybe as the further south you went, it, it got a little more. There was a little bit more snow, but uh, my certainly sub- enough to cover the grass. Yeah. Well, my subdivision is the roads aren't clear yet. Yeah. So and that's been what three days now right. since it hit. So. But uh, the roads are fine now. I mean, all the main roads, main roads side yeah. roads aren't yeah. great, maybe. But uh, it is beautiful driving down. You, know, you with love those. to look oh, at snow. And I saw something yesterday that was too cool, man. I actually made a U-turn and went back because it struck me. Uh, Goggins Lane, and you know, there's some substantial hills along Goggins Lane, like going up to Hickory Hills subdivision and yeah. uh, that other fat subdivision that's at the end there. But there's a church. I think it's Grace Church, and there's a big cascading hill that comes down and actually sort of bottoms out into a creek but they were accounting for that there probably were 10 cars in the parking lot and these were all must probably church members who had brought their kids so there's like 12 kids nice on toboggans and sleighs coming down the, that hill and i'm like man that is every winter day that's what winter's supposed that's to the be best for people who hate snow and that's what they you miss man that's a fun right. day and you know what happens you know you're not cold once you're going down that's on that, you're not cold because yeah. you're fucking excited and you're, you know, and that's a hill that's big enough that you got to kind of pay attention on it, you know? That's nice, too. That Like, that's a, I'm a 43-year-old man. That's a fun day. It's a I would fun day. absolutely go It's a fun that. day. And, you know, I, well, we've got a nice little hill in our backyard. And when the kids were young, it was perfect. And I remember neighbors coming down and we'd have a little bit of brandy, you know, you nice. pass it around. Oh, yeah. Then go into the fireplace. Yeah, it's a fun, it sounds romanticized, but anybody who's done it knows that's a very fun day. Very nice. Yeah. And that is, you know maybe a year or two ago even within since covid i went sledding by myself because i just my immaturity and my wife's maturity doesn't always meet in the middle and she's there's no way i'm getting her on a sled you know in the middle of winter and i'm like 
you know what? I'm going by myself. That's funny. Take a sled and like spend an hour outside, like yeah, a it's great. small child. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've done it at our house down the little hill. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun time. I mean, snow can be a lot of fun. And then, of course, you take it to the next level and you're skiing down mountains. I guess because people think, oh, uh, uh, skiing recreational. No, skiing was invented out of necessity. Right. When you're in Switzerland, you want to get down to the town, you got to figure out a way. <laughs> Put these boards on my feet and I'll yeah. slide down there. There you go. You know, yeah. I mean, I think that's the advent of skiing it was very right. practical it was not a let's lose some weight in switzerland and <laughs> yes. yeah we, we need a good cardiovascular workout in the <laughs> 1700s or whatever we, we got to figure out how to get down to town now i did hear something rather sad related to snow so lucas told me that Fayette county announced Fayette county being lexington announced that there will no longer be a snow day so it's this nti non-traditional Heard instruction yeah and it's the computer age we live in because the assumption is 98% of people now have PCs or if not 100, I guess if you don't have it, the school will supply it. And the instruction is done online, not not like the Zoom days of, uh, of COVID, but there's work that you're assigned and the teacher is available if you need he or she. But what a heartbreak. Like when I was a kid, now I'm 20 years older than you, and this is the truth, Tristan, in Jersey they would blow a whistle, like a lunch whistle, Yeah, if school was out. So <laughs> it was like 6.30 on a wintry cold morning, you know, 17 degrees snow, and you've got the door cracked open, and you're just waiting <laughs> to hear, you're just waiting to hear that siren, a siren whistle, yeah. and you'd see kids up and down the street. And, and if, if that thing sounded, it was like you just added a day to your life, man. Right. You just added a day to your life. It's, oh, and then the kids would be outside running That's around. That's the best. Oh, yeah, and now there's no more snow days. I hope that doesn't catch on. Or you know what? You should get five snow days a year, and then you don't have to go do NTI classes right, or whatever. Right. You should get to enjoy a few of those surprise because that's life, it's, too. It right? is, man. Like adding a day to your life. Absolutely oh, so right. Nice. Yeah. So oh. I, I still like snow. You? Oh, yeah. No, I, I get tired of it if it becomes like all winter. My thing is always, if it's going to be cold and ugly, you might as well give me something fun to look at and play in. Right, right, yeah. right. It's well, 20 it's, degrees it's anyway. the only natural storm that leaves the place prettier. You know, tornadoes that, don't, it. hurricanes don't, floods don't. But um, yeah, I like snow, but I, I certainly understand as you get older, the hassles of snow. You know, you. I had a weird thing happen. I went to the bank and I... I go to the bank every day, so I, I know the I know the the, the drive through well. But there was probably a little bit of snow, and I think I clipped the curb going through. Right, so I I turned my car off, so I knew I was going to be there. I had like a couple of days; they were closed Monday. So I'm hanging out, and she gives me the bag back, and I pull out, and my car is screeching. And of course, uh, Brandon, our mechanic at Galley's, is like the best mechanic in the world. So I had to run a couple errands, and I said, man, I'm just going to bring this back. And as I'm driving back, like, this thing is loud. Like, it's squealing oh, and no. squeeching. And then it's getting less, and it's getting less, and then finally it stops. I guess there was a piece of ice, something, but I, I got out and looked. I couldn't see anything, but it was just so damn weird. Well, not Snow can cause problems. Yeah, and nice that it wasn't a big issue. Mm -mm. But, you know, and the older I get, it's, uh, you know, these idiots that keep their dogs out in the snow with no shelter and, yeah. you know, and no, families that, that can't afford electric. Well, you know, there's always those things in the back of your mind like, oh my God. don't enjoy it too much because people are suffering because of it. So you always wow. kind of have that chip on your shoulder. So it's funny, uh, I, I, you know, Lucas, who I work with and you know well, has been a, a proponent for years that Elon Musk is the biggest con artist this side of... Uh, um, well, who's the famous Italian that we, uh, you know, the Monty, the three card Monty games or, uh, 
you know that just that that Elon is is a con artist. That that electric vehicles are not the future. Well, now have you seen these reports of the batteries don't do well in the cold? Really? So when it's five degrees, the batteries are discharging rapidly. It, it takes about twice as long to charge it because it's the battery is cold. Yeah. And it's just another facet of wow of electric vehicles that well, that makes sense. Nobody's considered. And if you've seen the sales, they're way down. Really? Americans are not. Oh, yeah, yeah. EV sales are way down. Like the lots are Ponzi, Ponzi scheme. That's what I was oh, trying nice. to think of. Yep. A big Ponzi scheme. Charles Ponzi? But uh, I think something like that. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, no, uh, the lots are filled with EVs. Yeah. They've even dropped the price. I mean, you're a car guy. Would you drive one? I would definitely rock one. Yeah. I'd like to try one out and see what I think, you know, yeah. if, if it had the, the gauge or whatever that would get me more than a few hundred miles. And well, I'd, I'd love to try out yeah. a Tesla, but yeah. And I don't know if they're the future. They're sharp cars. The, yeah. A lot of them look good. It feels like they're certainly trying to be the, the wave of the future, but it does. I mean, the, the bigger car companies, you know, the Fords, the GMs were, I think Toyota were, were making big investments in EV, but I, I don't know, man, it's all, maybe Lucas is going to be right. Cause I would argue, well, I'm like, come on, man, these car companies can't be making these investments if they don't see this as the future, but now it's kind of stagnated. Yeah. I don't know. I really had, I've not heard that and not realized that, but it does feel like, too, they've come so far, even, you know, like every couple of years, like you can get a massive SUV that's getting 35, 40 miles per gallon. Some of these hybrids are just insane. Well, that may be the answer. So, the hybrid where you've yeah, got, still got the could internal be. combustion engine, right. but you're not completely relying on electric. Exactly. But then the electric takes over at 40 miles an hour or whatever. But my guess would be like everything else. The technology in these electric cars is just going to continue to get outlandishly good and so more than likely i do feel like the yes. future is electric yeah, cars. i feel that way yeah but then you got that battery issue if the battery go- and i'm not arguing against electric cars i think they're wonderful you know we've done enough damage i think that's pretty evident um and, and you know my line 200 300 years from now they're going to look back at this era and say they did what you know from what 1870 to whenever it ends 2070 no doubt. it'd be like they burn fossil fuels didn't they know the damage they were doing yeah they knew it just took them a long time to you know so i yeah i think the place for electric cars is absolutely there it's just that there are problems they have to work on the batteries the lithium mining um the fucking battery have you ever seen the bottom one i have it's yeah. literally the entire chassis of the car yeah and if that battery goes bad 10 15 grand well, it depends no i think yeah. some of these things uh you know i had this conversation with the guys at cars of kentucky uh, like some of the older Lexus models, they the battery goes out. They used to be like even for those it was like four or five grand. Now eight nine hundred fifteen hundred dollars. Oh really? So it, it depends. I'm sure some of these newer vehicles, you know, it, depending on the technology, well, like anything else, a brand new 2024 Escalade, it's probably going to be more than a ten year old. Whatever. And he does he does listen now, Lucas. So he may hear this. If I had one oh, minor nice. complaint about What's Lucas, up, Lucas, he does embellish. The fish was that many by his own admission. Because what he told me was funny. He's like. You know, uh, Emmett is his oldest, and he's like, you know, I hear Emmett telling these stories, and I know he's he's sort of you know exaggerating, but eh, I know I do that. So, well, you're you're Irish, and I'm half Irish. That's part of the yeah, culture, right? To, to embellish a little bit. Yeah, absolutely, it's the right of the Irish storyteller. And I will say this too: I love getting together with my friends from college and just telling these old ridiculous stories. 
But I, and I don't know if you can say the same, I cannot embellish a story in front of my wife. I mean, if <laughs> I am a point decimal off on a story, actually, Tristan, that was 2.9, not 2.85. It's like, oh, really? Like, this is where we pause the story for 30 seconds yeah. because of... Well, that's yeah. Matt Yeager, another good oh, friend really? of, a good friend of the shows, a good friend of mine. I work with Matt. Well, this fucker, he's, he's a, he's a uh, frustrated or, or uh, you know, in another life was a, was a reporter, so he's got google and i mean as soon as you're saying anything he's googling it to make sure you're fat it's like matt come on man i'm an irishman let me tell the story i love you don't need to be fact checking every right depends on the story like in an argument if you're arguing yeah i want to know the details but listening to somebody tell a good story like yeah i don't have to you know it doesn't have to be the correct road mile marker that you know the accident occurred like just tell the story oh lordy lord oh my gosh so you had uh, kind of a fun idea for the show today. Oh, is that what you want to do? I just texted you and you were, I didn't, I didn't know that we would yeah, do it today. I, I mean, that's I cool. I thought that was the deal of the show oh, today. Okay. I put yeah. literally, I mean, I wrote down like three random nothings for the show. So hopefully <laughs> well, you got it. No, it just occurred to me. Um, and I don't know why it occurred to me. I'm trying to think, but like, I can remember doing sort of a count pointer count, uh, a, a, a point counterpoint in college with a class where you had to defend either position. Um, and I, I think, as I recall, it was on the My Lai, Ma- Me Lai Massacre. Do you, do you have that? Uh, that was William Calley, who, who was actually uh, found guilty of, um, you know, his defense was he was just following orders, and they waylaid this Vietnamese town, and um, they said, no, that's not, you should have known not to do, you know, it was murder. And I, I believe my it's a long time ago with Callie and a long time ago I had that class, but it was like, so defend both sides of this. And I was thinking, well, we pride ourselves on guys who are, you know, left of center, but also certainly able to see both sides of issues. So just throw out an issue there and, uh, you know, either defend it or, or, you know, be against it, but tell us why. Oh, that's great. You know, I love that. And you could do anything. Yeah. Start with an easy one like Donald Trump. Uh, I, I could, yeah, I could play counterpoint on Donald if, if need be. I, I don't know. If yeah, it's... so we know all the reasons that you know that you and I would vote against him. We've sure. talked about him ad nauseum here. So yeah, so make the argument for voting for him. Oh Jesus Christ! Now this is maybe the hardest one. I, there's so many issues I'm in the middle on. All right, so you want to hold not... off on Trump and we'll do a couple for fun first. Uh, if and, you want, get to Trump. either way, get to Trump. Whatever you think. Do you mind if I close that? Yeah, I'm but... getting some gas fumes. Oh, nice. No, no. We've got the door open for a little. Are you warm enough? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I definitely would rather be a little We're chilly than die from We're gas. We're in this room with a lot of hot air. So. <laughs> um, but uh, all right, so we'll start with something simpler. Uh, guns. Guns? I'll, I'll say they should all be outlawed and everyone should be taken. Okay. So yeah, then I would make the argument that, that no guns should ever be taken because then that becomes, you know governmental tyranny and we we don't have the ability to stand up for ourselves and it's in the constitution the right to bear arms um yeah of course uh, americans should have the right to legally own and bear arms right protection protect yeah of course protection hunting slippery slope yeah oh once they take one they're gonna take them all right yeah unquestionably that's the the argument that we always hear. It's so, in the Constitution. Sure. Uh, there's many, many more responsible, quote unquote, responsible gun owners than there are um, irresponsible gun owners, for lack of a better term, or criminals, um, which is really um, a recognition that I didn't have until I moved here. 
you know, yeah. and just saw how woven into the fabric of society guns are here. You're just not going to take them from people. Right. And to that end, I think the, the point you make that is so resonant with me is like there are thousands and thousands of more responsible gun owners than there are people that are going to walk into a school. There are. You know, it's just an infinite number of people who are at least better than that. So, yeah, it's tough to punish, you know, the millions of gun owners in the country because, you know, a very small amount of idiots. Now, that said, we've got to figure something out about the idiots. I don't know if I'm getting off kind of the point of this no, discussion. No, no, that's fine. But so is that a flyover versus elite issue? I think if you take any issue that people see and have an argument with somebody that it's a pie in the sky argument that they don't see every day, it's a whole lot easier to have different view so if you take the elitist you know like if uh somebody in new york is having some type of a argument about the price of uh, new york city apartments some guy in middle america may give you a good argument for why they should or shouldn't but unless you kind of see that and it's woven into the fabric yes as you said i mean it's hard to make an argument when it's not something you see every day that's very true yeah if if we talked to probably both of our families on the coasts and had a gun conversation they're going to probably give you the take the guns kind of argument and they've never been here and they don't, you know, they don't have buddies that hunt and absolutely right. No, I moved here with like a, you know, I'm, I was also in my twenties, but you know, very idealistic and you know, we just need to take guns away. And there wasn't even that many mass shootings. Then there were just, there were a lot of shootings though. I remember keeping a little ledger. It's the truth, Trizen after moving here of just articles from the Lexington Herald. And these weren't necessarily front page. This would be like the community section. And it, it was like three a week. Um, and I can't remember, honestly, if they were all murders, which I think, or I should say deaths by gun. Um, but I think they were. Otherwise, the Herald probably wouldn't have printed them. And I had, like, it was amazing how many shootings there were. And I even had a person who shall remain nameless who came to visit and said, God, down here. <laughs> it's just so bad. White people shoot other white people. You know? <laughs> wow. That's rough. <laughs> because... You go to Jersey, there's shootings, but it's in the inner city, right? It's Newark or Patterson or somewhere. Yeah. Um, there's not much white on white, but in the in the middle part of America, a lot of feuds are decided with a handgun. Yeah. Um, now that's two people arguing, you know, in a family, and one shoots the other. That's a tragedy. But is that cause to take every gun? You know, I mean, I guess my point would be, and and nobody's ever really disproven this to me, and it would be great to get Aaron's view on this, but um, it seems to me, just empirically, where you have a lot of guns, you have a lot of shootings. I mean, that would make sense. Where you have more baseballs and baseball bats, probably more games of baseball are going to break out amongst the youth. Yeah. Yeah. So I think when people say we need to limit guns, that's probably what they're looking at. That's the way I approached it. And I think to prove that point, I kept this little ledger of how many fucking shootings there were because you just didn't have that in Jersey. It's like the community section wasn't filled with the number of shootings out of, you know, Lee County and Owsley County and, you know, on and on in these Appalachian counties. But on the other hand, I guess you could somebody could argue, hey, that's country justice. Well, you want me to solve guns for you in like under a minute? Absolutely. And you can't do it, but get the fucking guns from the idiots. Now, you and I, but you, you, we know who they are. They're these poor fucking morons, either black or white, that don't know their head from a hole in the ground or whatever. Or, you know, they're in gangs or they're, you know, they think they're in white hillbilly gangs here. You know, you get the guns. And again, I, you can't just say we're going to take guns from poor people or you're going to pass a fucking IQ test, you know, and prove that you're not a fucking moron. 
But look, that does it. I mean, you keep the guns in the hands of the middle class. That's and the, funny. Boy, I mean, that's classist. That's awful. You you, a, I'm not suggesting you do it. You have to have a certain IQ to own a gun. Yeah. Well, well, well like with about, parenting. I was like, just about to say, they've said that with parenting. Yes. I feel the same there, way. Look, well, there it, are. I mean, you see people who just shouldn't be parents. And we all know it, but it's against our constitutional, it, I would man. assume, right? Yeah, no. you can't say that, that bitch should not have a kid. <laughs> but we see him. We all see it. We all know it's true. Bastard. Yeah, of course, that bastard. But, you know, we all see these people we all know it but we're in a free country you can't just say you know you idiots can't have kids no, right. but we all you know to, to, for lack of a better term the welfare queens these fucking 400 pound you know just mooching they're raising another generation of moochers right behind them sure. that are never going to work they don't need guns or kids like <laughs> like we know they're sitting at home with no job they're going to get in an argument with their uncle Bags cousin Doritos. oh you just stepped on my uncle cousin joke and <laughs> And uh, yeah, and, like those are the people. Like, keep the guns out of the hands of Uncle. Oh, I'm sorry. They're yeah, it was it was going to be funny. Oh, so close. But all right, dude. Almost landed. But <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's America. We obviously we want freedoms, but we know who who's making the trouble, right? Like, you don't see a lot of. I mean, I mean and again, there's going to be some doctors and lawyers and you know middle upper middle class people that are going to. It's not you a know, lot. It's not the no, same it's, amount it's, of you it's know. Not a lot. Right. I mean, and that trickles all the way down i knew uh gary ford pretty well and gary was for lack of a better term the truant officer at madison central that's not what he was that's what they'd have called it when we were young whatever safety officer whatever the fuck but there were you know roughly 2200 kids at madison central high school when gary was there and it was 80 kids that gave him trouble he told me that he's like i know who the 80 kids are right. so 2200 minus 100 is 2100 so 2120 kids were fine and these same 80 kids over and over and over were the ones that caused problems and they're the ones without decent parenting they're they're poor you know they're getting abused at home There's so they're a stereotype that. that they do you know that that their stereotypes exist for a reason sure because they're not all wrong well and you know the kids that are going to come to school and cause trouble aren't the ones with good parents that are on top of it and not giving normal normal discipline you know it's the ones and there that, are exceptions we should of course say that. of course you there know, are absolutely a hundred percent offspring of wealthy people who did well and the kids were assholes but yes by and large yeah those stereotypes exist for a particular kid that, reasons kid that goes home to the alcoholic dad that's getting beat once a week you know yeah you're not going to come to school and be you know, functioning in society the way you should. That's why Breakfast Club was such a timeless movie. That yeah. Judd Nelson character. We knew every one of those kids. Everybody who sure. went to high school knew those kids. And even with the technological changes and phones and so forth, it doesn't change that movie. I mean, John Hughes just made a timeless movie because that is high school. Every one of those kids is represented, you know? And you knew some of those kids. Even in a lily white town that I grew up in, basically Mayberry, there were some kids that lived some rough lives. Yeah. And with that comes, you know, you're doing something with that energy and that negative anger. And, right. you know, you're uh, again, you're not going to show up at school and take honors classes and fucking go to Harvard more often than not with very limited exceptions. And it is funny. You could make a case that. And I think even if you went further back to like the 50s or 60s, because I'm probably talking the 70s when I was in school and so forth, um, you know, middle and high school, uh, that society back then really kind of helped you raise your kid and now I, and this isn't mine i heard somebody of some note say that you know whether it was television ozzy and harriet father's no, father knows best even if they were all invented leave it to beaver that sort of nuclear family where the roles were defined and you know there was respect and so on and so forth 
And then that all got turned on its head, and you had Beavis and Butthead and Family Guy and all that. So now society actually works against you in raising a child. You know, it's That's, at least an interesting take. That is a good debatable yeah. point, right? 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. Was it innocent and naive? Yeah. But you know what? Sure. We'd tell our kids there's fucking Santa Claus, too, which is, you know. Yeah. And there is Ray for all of our oh, listeners. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, which and, is fiction that works. So, you know, fiction can work. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And that's, uh, you know, something we've got to grapple with. And I, I think the Republicans would say the answer to that is what happened to that nuclear family and what happened to kids with, you know, two parents that are involved. But I don't I don't know. Are those those days are probably long gone. Well, I mean. That's my life. I mean, I know I've gotten older now, but, you know, that's what I always found ironic. Someone who <coughs> was conservative could point and say, what, you know, family values. There's nobody who's more representative of family values than me. In fact, Tristan, and you can check me on this and perhaps I'm wrong, but I believe the state with the lowest divorce rate, you would think it's one of these fucking Christian right wing states like Mississippi, Alabama, Kentucky. It's Massachusetts. Interesting. Yeah. So the lefties up in Massachusetts are not the ones that are divorcing. But again, if you go back to my point, and and look, I've in my soul is poor. I you know I I may have mentioned once yes. or twice on the show that I I didn't start out with a lot. Right. But again, like you probably look at these poor idiots that get pregnant at fourteen and they're white trash. God love them, and they have no money and no skills from parents that never taught them how to be in a functional marriage, how to have an argument and not cuss each other out, or pick up a gun, or yeah, or you know, be violent. Like that's how they handle conflict. What do you What do you think? There's going to be a lot of divorces now. Massachusetts, probably the standard of living is a little higher. They've, there's a more substantial income. With that comes comfort. There's probably a lot less, you know. 14 year old pregnant cousins that are screaming and you know what i mean like that's great no so, <laughs> i think you're exactly right that's a hell of an analysis yes yeah there's so, a lot of truth to that so yeah so I mean, here again you got to sort of be in it yeah and it's it's just more of a class thing i think than anything else <sighs> yeah no but, well, you know the, a lot of what the stereotypes on black people and you know black people are violent or you know black people steal or whatever some of these things that we've heard again it, it comes down to class like if you put any class of, of folks trading places in a ghetto yeah a trading yeah. place is a great example it's you know black people aren't on welfare poor people are on welfare you and i had that conversation well, when I'd, I'd mentioned food stamps like a decade ago and you were like man isn't that a little racist i'm like i grew up on food stamps right. i'd never thought of food stamps as being a black person sure thing so yeah it's just it's class but that's kind of the privilege of whites the white privilege if you will that you get to look down your nose e even as the poorest white person you still get to look down your nose at a black person because they're not white until Obama, and now that's why we have yeah, Trump. Most racial, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's why I, you know, I, someone might tell this joke. I wouldn't tell this joke. You would I, not. But I heard this joke, and this is what. So this so the, now this is where Troy's going to charge us, as he's going to have yes. to get in here and do some. But editing. this is what propagates <laughs> all of the what you were just talking about, the stereotypes. Guy told me that he fell on black ice, and he didn't realize it was black ice until he got up and his wallet was gone. Oh wow. See, that's rough. Now those are the fucking kind of jokes that propagate those. So, all right. So there you go. Let's go to our next topic. Should all that go away? Would we be a better society? There, there's why I told that joke as an example for our next perfect bit. That's why. That's the only reason. And and again, I didn't tell it. Somebody who's racist would. <laughs> but should all of that go away, Trizen? Is there a place for a joke like that? Oh God. Uh, I mean, if you want me to take the counterpoint, I'm. <laughs> Sure, take the counter. I'll, I'll say, though, not 
any joke like that should ever be told. It's terrible, and we shouldn't tell any of them. Well, I will take the Dave Chappelle stance on that and just say, who defines that line if not comedians and people who are in the media telling jokes? So when you need society to tell you where the line is, essentially. So, I mean, it's not for one person, I guess, to say, you can't make a joke about a black person. It's for society in the country as a whole to say, look, we're not doing that anymore, I guess. Or we're going to oust you as part of our culture or our group if you're going to do that in a public place or make somebody feel uncomfortable and i would say as a culture and group we are moving in that direction i was just about to say that that has happened if you think of the n-word i mean we've told this story i've said this not a story i've told this truth a lot that when i was a young guy you heard that word i don't recall dad using it you know much he might have said it in, in telling a joke or something but i remember people like our neighbor ben and some of the family members i had they would use that word fairly often. Sure. We were driving a Yankee stadium and all these. You really don't hear that anymore. Right. So somehow societally, and if you do hear it, you're going to be called out, right? Yeah. Somebody's going to say, hey, asshole. Of course. Right? Yeah. And another white person. I'm not talking yeah. about a black person. Yeah. So that has been a change. So you Definitely. Think, yeah, that's a tough subject, though. So then. If society decides that any joke about, you know, sexuality, any joke about race, any joke about height, any joke about weight is off limits, then like comedians say, what the fuck are we left to talk or joke about? Well, and I would almost take the gun owner stance on comedy. It, it And in comedy, it really does feel like a slippery slope. Okay, well, we can't make fun of our own culture. Okay, well, now we can't make fun of anybody else. Okay, well, now we can't make fun of dumb people or, you know, and it really is kind of to that point. Like what, you know, yes, you can be creatively funny. Maybe, yes, it's a little harder now. You know, maybe it's not just low hanging fruit, you, you know, but at the same time, like it does feel like at a certain point. Every joke is going to like offend somebody. We're not making fun of animals anymore because that animal can't help. Like, where do we, you know, it does feel like that slippery slope is sloping on down. It's it's sloping Sloping on down. down. As somebody might have said back in the days of bebop music, we sloping on down. Sloping on, continuing that slope. And that's the problem. Right. That's the problem. So, yeah. So, I mean, I guess it is incumbent upon people oh, uh, like you and Dave Chappelle to keep asking that question and, tell, and telling those types of jokes. So, if you were actually bold, uh, Raymond has any number of very good African-American friends. In fact, Grant is, is really his, his mentor. So, if you were truly bold, you would only tell a joke like that in the company of a black person. How about that? And then if you got punched in the mouth, okay. Or if they said, oh, here, here's a white joke or, or whatever, right? Yeah. And, and again, too, I think it. You you look at on a smaller scale your audience. You know, if I have a friend that I want to tell a, a joke that you know includes a a black person well, as yes. the punchline. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like if you have a relationship with that friend and right. he's going to immediately follow up with a joke about how stupid white people are, and you both get a laugh and give each other a hug. Like there is such a big difference between that and jumping on Facebook and you know, kind of pulling out a, a joke that could be, you know, very offensive right. without context. Or- so we covered uh, guns. We covered uh, comedy. <laughs> How about the transgender issue? Oh, man. And we can lead in with this. I don't know if you realize Disney is making a transgender. It's a movie about a transgender whale. Really? Yeah, it's called Maybe Dick. Oh, well. <laughs> so with that, 
<laughs> you can say, I, I will say it's an abomination. It's an affront to the nuclear family. It's terrible. They should all go back in the closet. Nobody should ever have to deal with anybody transgender. It's terrible to which Tristan Reynolds' counterpoint is. Well, I don't think it's ever the right answer to have folks in the closet. I mean, people should get to be who they are. And I think part of that, you know, Brandon, uh, our friend who's been on the show and has discussed LGBTQ issues with us before, uh, had, had made a reference that was so powerful to me. And it, it, as a straight man, it never even occurred to me. But he said, I'm going to paraphrase, but it was something to the effect of every fucking idiot thinks you're a child molester yes. when you're gay. Right. So. Right. I think the problem is, is when you force and when you forced homosexuals in the closet from, you know, the beginning of time, well, maybe since the Roman Empire through the 1980s. Yeah, the Greeks, the Greeks yeah. You know the motto of the Greek army? I do not. We never leave our buddies behind. Oh, there you go. Uh, shout out <laughs> gay sex in the military. And uh, so, but I think what happens is, is you have to, you have to let people be out and open and free. So then. The pedophiles are the ones in the closet, right? So right. the people who should be shunned and locked away and different, you know, yes. those are the people that should be. So, But when you lump everybody in together, yes. like you can't have an open, you can't be yourself, then you are lumped in with everybody else that's in. The so show. here's kind of another way to look at that, I, I think. Uh, you, you know, you'll hear people say, um, and I've heard this, I don't want a homosexual male teaching my son because, you know, he may... What is the difference between a homosexual male teaching your son or a heterosexual male teaching your son? If they act upon it, then either way, homosexual or heterosexual, sure. lock them up, throw away the key. Exactly. So so we can both, heterosexual, homosexual, agree pedophilia is a little fucked up. Of course. It has nothing to do with whether you're homosexual or heterosexual. It has to do with exactly. you know, wanting to schlep a kid. Right. So, yeah, 100%. So, yeah, I think... And again, you and I, I mean, if we're being completely frank and honest, we're going to look at the media today and see some folks that look different than what we were used to growing up Absolutely. in the transgender community. Absolutely. And, and, and in, a, in a, a private moment, you or I may look at that and go, man, that's so bizarre, right? Like, that's yeah. so weird. Yeah. And it's just new to us, right? Like, now, I don't not want them to have the freedom to do that. I would not want to shame somebody like that in public. But I guess the point is, yeah, it is a bit to get used to. We're just from a different age when you, there wasn't a lot of transgender folks or it was only RuPaul, like, for most of our life. Right. And again, like, I want to, to the best of my ability, enable people to be openly gay and then, you know, live whatever life they want because they're not hurting us in any way. But you also understand the Kansas farmer, the Kentucky farmer, or the Massachusetts farmer, probably farming cranberries, who's been doing it for generations. He's 60 years old and he's like, wow, this is fucking twisted. Well, again, like anything new or different. Yeah. I mean, there should be a little room and, and hopefully there's some room in the transgender community to slowly drag the people along that are open to being drug along. And well, I think you, know, you and I have said, help and, us help you. Right. You know, is that yeah. right? Help or yeah. yeah. Help us help, help, me help you help yeah. me help, help you. Yeah. Because you know, to, so that's where it does become sort of incumbent upon, upon someone in a movement, any movement to not just be as close minded to say, Oh, you don't get it. Fuck you. And it's not just age. I mean, I know plenty of 30 year olds that are like a, a couple of large, almost always guys who are like, ah, these fucking transgenders, I don't get it, screw them. But you can't just say F you to those people if you're in the movement. I mean, I guess you can, but it doesn't move the ball down the field at all. Right. And look, if we're being completely honest, look, if, if you know, I'm not a parent, you're a parent. If you had kids that were going into middle school 
And, you know, the school had sent out a referendum that, uh, you know, any boys that identified as girls could go into the, the, the girls bathroom or whatever. I mean, and again, I'm not saying that's a thing that happens, but I think that's what Fox you News. You would scratch th- your head. Right. Th- well, that's what Fox News throws at you. That's going to happen in all the schools. So, right. I mean, I think right. as a parent, of course, you're going to be, well, you know, let's find some middle ground or, you know, I, I would feel uncomfortable sure. with my little eight-year-old girl peeing with a 10-year-old boy or whatever. Yeah. Like, we all would probably kind of meet in the middle and agree with that. Fox never looks for any nuance, do they? No, no, no. It's it's <laughs> yeah. about this. They want all your kids turning transgender and, you know, yeah. It's and that is my Kim Trails. Now, uh, Riley Gaines, do you have that reference? I don't. Okay, so she's the swimmer from UK. Okay. Who, okay, you know. Yeah, didn't know her name, but She's yes. very adamant and out front about you know and i guess this is another issue you know uh, biological males competing with females because she was a very good swimmer yes worked her whole life training and then was beaten by a transgender female someone with a who had at one time had a different part yeah yeah so i mean she's certainly entitled to uh, now fox news has her on all the time yeah she's on and she's a very attractive blonde woman for what that's worth you know she's pretty girl Pretty, well, pretty woman. And I think the reason for that is, is like, first of all, let's say that that example is such an extreme rarity, right? Like that is every, every high school district does not have a transgender female that, you know, was a man that is going to be swimming or playing softball or dunking on your daughter. Right. It's so freaking rare. Right. But I'm fine with having a rule in place for that very rare instance. We probably do have to find somewhere to put this transgender female that was a male, right? Because we can all agree that if you've grown up with testosterone, then to put you in a a high school gym with females, look, our, when I went to Berea college, one of the things that uh, the coach did for the girls basketball team, and it was brilliant. And I don't know if other folks had maybe caught onto that, but he would bring in a group of guys to play and scrimmage the female basketball team. So the college girls, female basketball team, and it would just be, whatever five guys happen to be playing basketball in the gym, right? Not college athletes, not college basketball players. And we would come in and we would wear out the college basketball, the girls basketball team, just as a group of five random guys with no plays coming down. And, you know, and maybe that would be different at Duke. Maybe that would be different at Stanford. I don't think so. But what was the, what was the rationale behind that? Well, you're going to get a lot tougher play in competition that much more physical and aggressive because than you. Because we've played this Pollard game. When I say we, it's it's Raymond and myself and I've others. And I, I may have mentioned it to you, but and and you have to tread lightly because you know you're not you're not trying to beat anybody up. It may come across that way, but on the heels of what you just said, I have asked this question, and I'll ask you. You're a sports guy. Take the best team. Take LSU, who won it last year. Now they do have that angel, whatever. She's like six, three, or four. How far down, Tristan, do you have to go to find a group of males who wouldn't beat that LSU team? Now, now I'm not just talking about five random guys. I'm talking about organized. College level, Division III, um, uh, junior college, high school, grammar school. I mean, I think Madison Central High School probably beats them. Now, some like Grant, yeah. Grant who's very, oh, I mentioned before, who's um, Raymond's mentor at Eastern, love Grant. I'd love to get him on the show. He's very much into all sports, women's sports. He, he, he worked with the Western Kentucky uh, women's team, and he tells me I'm wrong. Like, that's ridiculous. But he's about the only person I know. I think that Madison Central's high school team beats the LSU women's team last year. 
Yeah, and, and if not, it's certainly I would either agree. I mean, I, I will say I will give them the credit of saying I know girls basketball has come a long way. Oh, absolutely. And I it's think a it very, would, I and hate I, to say, but it's a watchable sport now. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I've never in my life had that type of yeah. thought. Um, I'm old. I get away with you. There comes some privilege with age. Nice, but no, not I, completely watchable, but yeah. somewhat. But no, but I think to your point, and I think to be completely fair, they the high school boys team. In fairness, we have a pretty good basketball district. They either win or it's a very close game. Yeah, And I would say, like you, I would say they probably pull that out. My thought is you're going to have at least three kids on that boys team, because they are still boys, they're high school, that can dunk. Yeah. All right, so there's three kids who can dunk. So they can score every fucking time they have the ball. And conversely, the young ladies have to go inside. They're going to be getting blocked. Yeah. And the guys are going to be faster. Now, if, now if, it's a, if it's a game of horse... I think the women complete. Uh, you know, sure. if, if you eliminate dunking as one of the shots, I think the women compete could compete right to the end of the you know H O R S E. Yeah. But playing five on five, I, I think any college team, be it down to Division three or NAI level, beats the LSU champions from last year. And again, this is so terrible because people are like, "Oh, you're just beating up." You know, maybe it should be this. Maybe because here, got to see both sides. Maybe it shouldn't even be that discussion. Who gives a shit what girls and boys would do playing against each other? Just enjoy the female game for what it is and don't compare. I okay, think, fair enough. Yeah. But yet those comparisons are always being drawn, not by me, by other people. No, I, you do see those comparisons. And again, I, I think, and maybe this is the Fox News, you know, toting that right wing line. But, you know, men and women are just a little biologically different and why are we trying so hard to make women's sports into men's sports it shouldn't be like we should have a different version of basketball that maybe caters to to some of that and now that doesn't mean there's not britney grinders in the world that couldn't compete on some men's teams and there's not excellent female athletes at every sport absolutely i'm sure there's some you know plenty of sports that women are better than men just based on the skill set i actually like watching women's golf because i'm gay no because (laughs) because they play a game that i know you can't learn anything watching a guy hit a ball 360 yards. You and I don't do that. The women yeah. drive the ball 240. Oh, I know that game. Right. And they and they throw darts from 120 yards, you know. I, hey, that's a game I know. Yeah. It's actually a little more enjoyable. I mean, I do like watching men play golf. But because you know, you're gay. You know. Yeah, true. <laughs> but you you know my what basically what I'm saying there. But I, I think that's right. It's um it, it's it's just an issue now because everything's an issue now, right? And that's even in nature because I thought like I just had this inner monologue recently and I thought to myself, like, are men's kind of stronger and women kind of softer just due to years of men sort of putting women in their place? And this is just from hundreds of years of and naturally there's no reason at all for women to sort of be the softer sex. But it's in nature. Like if you watch a male and female dog, typically it's that if you watch a male and female raccoon. And again, this is not to say women can't be you know, physically imposing or whatever they want to be. It's America. Do be yourself. Nobody's saying you're less than, but by nature, you know, men have testosterone and women have the other one that's slipping my estrogen. So like just, you are just built differently. You're more nurturing. You're more loving. You're more sensitive, more caring, like embrace it. Why would we want to like, why is that less than me carry big piece of wood on my back? Because, okay, so this is good. So count point, counterpoint, because that plays to the patriarchal society that we're trying to break down. And I've said this so much about so many things. 
that, and I'm not saying that this is the ultimate goal of the transgender movement, but it's a part of it. Breaking down the patriarchy, right? Breaking down the fact that guys that look like you and me, typically white guys in America, um, have always ruled, have always been able to put people under their thumb, have always been the ones who said jump and people said how high. And there's a lot of people now saying, fuck that. We want to end that. And again, Fox News plays on that all the time. But that is at least part of what's happening in all these various cultural movements. It's to break apart that white patriarchy. Well, and that's fine. Like, I'm all for it. Or just patriarchy generally. Yeah, I mean, I don't think people should rule, you know, other people or based on I'm stronger than you, me mighty, you less than. I mean, we're, we're a smart enough world now to know that it doesn't have to be that way. But I still think you're still probably going to have, you know, if you're just looking at physical specimens of people based on our bodies, men are just generally on average going to be a little bit stronger and quicker. And, and that, we have to understand and that. And you see that. And again, just in and, but to that end, like women are better emotionally. Women can do more. Women give life like that is better than anything we can do. It just is. So like, why are we, you know, I mean, I guess we're stronger so we can still make them, I don't know, feel worse. And I'm fine with that ending, but there is something to be said for not wanting a, you know, a once male transgender girl to, you know, be in the wrestling tournament with your daughter. And I get that. And I think most sure. common sense transgender folks would say, yeah, I kind of get that too. Yeah. You you think that would be a great conversation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we're because all, you, you know, two drinks in and being completely honest, right. you know, if they had a daughter that was, you know, competing, they would probably feel the same way. No, that's fair. But it, again, to that end, it's so rare. It's just not something that comes up that often. It just, when it is, it's on Fox news for it you know, a straight month. Well, that was a great conversation. Um, so I say religion has been nothing but a detriment. It's caused more death than it's ever uh, saved lives. And it would be much better if we were all believers in science and religion didn't even exist anymore because it keeps people narrow-minded and close-minded and doesn't allow them to open up to anything else because their pastor tells them that the Bible says this or the Torah or whatever, Torah, Torah. Quran? Quran, thank you. Torah, Torah. I think that was a Japanese movie. Or the Old <laughs> Testament or whatever the Hindus, those damn Indians look at. I don't know. <laughs> to which you say. Man, religion has done so much good locally for the poor, right? Like, yes. I mean, again, every ounce of my soul wants to jump over on your side on this argument or on this discussion. But look, there's something to be said for, you know, how many tens of thousands of people, probably millions of people in this country eat every day because of church food banks. That's a pretty big deal, right? Like we can't throw that away with the fact that the Crusades happened, you know, X years ago. I won't embarrass myself by throwing out a guess. But look, there's a lot of that. Some of the the, the best human beings are around like a thousand, maybe fair enough. So there's something to be said for it. But you know what, Tristan? The fact is you don't have to go back to the year 1,000. I mean... God, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, Israel, uh, Hamas right now. Yeah, yeah. fair. India, Pakistan. Sure. You know, Irish and uh, English. You know, fuck. Yeah. Was Protestant that? Catholic. Yeah. So churches do a lot of good. So churches make sure people are fed. Simple as that. Churches do a lot of good. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they do. And Oh, no, I do too. Well, Absolutely. And I've always said, like, I mean, I guess since I became... I guess a bit more agnostic. I, w- I was raised completely Baptist. I wasn't in the church every week, but you know, spent my time in dozens of churches growing up and, you know, always certainly felt pretty good about them. 
but you know, since I've been more of an agnostic, probably, you know, into high school, like you do, there's something to be said for people that have faith, right? Like, Absolutely. Just, like if you can train your mind Absolutely. to have to say, well, you've got a cancer diagnosis, <laughs> God's got this, like tell my friends to all pray. And you know, like in, when you have that and you believe that, like what's better than that? And it's not even that taken at like the most dramatic phase of your life, Triz. And it's, and you know this, and we've talked about it with MAGA people, you know, so many great people that are Trump supporters and you just love them as people. And they'd be the first ones to help you out. Some of the best people I know. And, and I can think of two off the top of my head, my neighbor, Richard and uh, uh, coach Revere, John Revere, who, who, is retired 20 years at Eastern and now he and his wife have started a cleaning business and you will not meet a better person than John Revere. And he is a very, very Christian man. Like he will take time out to pray almost, uh, it's almost like a Muslim thing, but you just won't be a better person than, than coach Revere. He is just a wonderful man. Now he's also not evangelical. He's not going to tell you, I mean, he might, if you asked him, but he's not going to say, Hey, this is the way you got to come. Richard does that some, but we've sort of found a comfortable place, but just two wonderful people. So yeah. you don't just want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. No, that's it. And you know, you're, you're all the time just trying to, you know, find that happy medium and just exist with people. Yeah. But it is hard when you see my religion's so good. I've got to go invade your country and rape your women and, you know, and, and murder 20,000 people. And that's for people who are opposed to religion that's it those blinders that yeah. that people put on and you know my religion and 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 nothing else and that's yeah. that can cause problems it's funny you brought up that story about uh religious folks i actually i sold a car today surprisingly the nissan the pre suv that i had to the SUV yes I have yes now. yes yes so okay. uh had that thing listed on facebook marketplace i love facebook marketplace man there's so many good things on there uh, sold it to a guy, and you always do your due diligence when somebody messages you. Look at their profile, make sure they're not a robot or you know right. some type right, of a right. serial killer. Try to make sure they've been on Facebook for a while and kind of have some mutual friends, that kind of thing. So the guy, his whole page was, uh, you know, like the Constitution, American flag, oh, wow. which is one of those ah, MAGA, ah, you know, yeah, every yeah, other yeah. thing, and. Uh, <laughs> So I was like, man, yeah. you know, because you do get these preconceived Where things in your mind. Richmond. Okay. And uh, so I'm like, all right, well, we'll see how this goes. And again, <laughs> I, you know, we talk about it on the show a lot, and it's true. Yeah. There's so many of those folks are just the best people. But in your mind, you always think of the, you know, the the, the rebel flag on the sure. big pickup truck sure. and the you're an idiot and kind of that kind of thing. So guy pulls up, he gets in, give it for a test drive. Nicest guy, nicest. I mean, just just the sweetest human being. You know, we we're together in the car for 20 minutes. We went together and got the title notarized and just talked about his wife who works at a bank and, you know, just the best dude. And it's it's always one of those weird things. And one time in the middle of it all, we were just kind of talking about the snow and the price of stuff changing and he's like yeah bidenomics <laughs> so so he didn't take it any farther than that i think he kind of looked over and i think now, i so are you polite enough because i am probably my bad you know stick to your guns but like you say you can do this show or you can go online but then when you're with people you're more polite I'll sometimes just go along to get along, go, oh, yeah, something like that. You know, not, not really get in debate, just go, oh, yeah, yeah, things are rough, or whatever the fuck, just to be polite. I'd like to have a good conversation, but it's knowing time and place, too, yeah, right? Exactly. And, and for me, that wasn't. Now, what I said to him was kind of a neutral comment. I said, yeah, it's always something. Yeah, right, there you go. And again, there it wasn't, go. I don't agree yeah, with what you're saying, enough. but I'm not going to argue with you. That's I don't a know you story. like that. Bidenomics. Yeah. So I guess we need to hear from our sponsors. Oh, yeah. And then we, when we come back, I'll tell you what we can do. I can tell you the three. Three truths of religion. 
since we were talking a little bit Perfect. about religion, and then I'm, and then we got to go to Trump, man. I like it. Okay. All right. So, well, let's hear from uh, let's hear from our sponsors. And and yeah, I spoke to Tony today. Tony. We we do epoxy. Tony uh, again. He's just having living his best life with Michigan winning the the national championship Hell and yeah. and and he, this is his, I mean I think he still works hard in the off season but he's not doing as many floors so now's a good time to call and get scheduled yes. to get your uh, floor your garage epoxy to, man some of the stuff he does is so cool um, so I, I guess Dad's Flooring who we're we're here now at uh, the Dad's Flooring Studios they moved but you can check them out on uh, in the old IGA building in the old Berea Pond building. Uh, in in the middle of town so check out our guys there rational boomer podcast nate stoveleg media and of course troy uh, we could not do this without you and you're Hello, the best troy. so okay with that let's hear from a sponsor hi this is tony with we do epoxy and i'm looking for ugly floors i mean so ugly dirt won't stick to it we can take your ugly garage basement porch or patio and turn it into a work of art in just a couple of days is your garage floor so ugly you keep the door closed to prevent anyone from seeing it we do epoxy can fix that stop living with ugly concrete call me today at 859-582-7920 that's tony at 859-582-7920 and we're back all right so that was the best know? commercial i've ever heard yes do you know the three truths of religion tristan oh i oh, i think i do but i don't have it <clears throat> jews don't recognize jesus Protestants don't recognize the Pope, and two Baptists in a liquor store don't recognize each other. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. Good, accurate. All right, so I say Donald Trump is a philanderer. He is um, immoral. He's had sex with porn stars while he was married he's been indicted on 94 counts he's dishonest he's a charlatan he plays to the worst in all of us he's a fallen angel he's the worst thing that could happen for america he's tried to steal american democracy he looks like he'd be happy to do it again he needs to be stopped anyway anyhow even if it means keeping them off ballots by states like colorado and maine that's the best thing that's going on to which trisden says well first let me say i I had a note from one of our directors of the show that said i did not mention when i just thanked troy i didn't mention front porch studios so check out frontporchstudios.com so thank you troy and uh thanks to our director jimmy for shooting that text message so yeah ray i mean i've just got to take you know you know i'm a big trump guy so there's nobody in politics that's ever been like Trump. He gives you an unfiltered honesty that you don't get from any other candidate in the history of politics. And due to that blistering honesty, as somebody that's never followed politics in my life, I feel like I can completely trust him. I feel like he's telling me a truth about everything and nobody else has got that. Ron DeSantis was supposed to be that guy and he sounds like all the other politicians. Donald Trump is the real deal. He's a real human being that has just been completely honest about everything. And understand you. Like no other politician. I mean, it's, every other politician we've ever heard from is, you know, they're talking to this generic, you know, middle-class family. Like, what about me? You know, nobody ever talks about me in my class of folks. So I, I feel heard by Donald Trump. I go to his rallies and he talks about things that matter to me, like toilets flushing six times. And windmills killing birds. That's the type of thing that resonates with me personally. So 
none of the things that I mentioned really play a role? I mean, do you ever stop and think, wow, there might be something that the, that the other side or it's just, uh, you know, the left, but or, or are they just out to get him? Well, he's so authentic that I think the traditional media can't handle that. And the traditional media wants to bring him down any way possible. So if they have to embellish and tell all these lies and focus on things, they didn't focus on any of this stuff with Obama. They could have beat up Obama. They could have beat up, you know, Clinton and Bush. And and the media completely let them off the hook. They never had a day of bad press. Donald Trump's really been the only president to ever face this kind of negative press. So, yeah, I mean, some of that stuff's embellished. A lot of it's fake news. So you really can't believe anything the media says anyway, since so much of it is fake. So based on that, I mean, Trump's just my guy. Do you worry that he'll uh, be on a retribution tour if he's reelected? Of course, that's what I want. I mean, we make the libtards cry. I mean, the the more the media says he's going to go on a retribution tour and be a dictator, the happier I get, because that's what I want. I want somebody that's going to be in the office for the next 40 years. And I won't have to worry about voting for Hillary coming back in or, you know, Obama and his ties to Epstein. Like I want my guy for as long as I can possibly have him. So if he wants to come in and lock Hillary up, good. That's what I want. Now, I'm just throwing this out there as uh, you know, I'm just asking you these questions. What if uh, that means that democracy's in the breach that, you know, would you like to see Trump stay if he got reelected? Of course. Uh, that's, wow. that's what I'm saying. He's, he's my guy. So look, it's like if somebody said I can give you four years worth of free ice cream or I can give you free ice cream for life, which would you choose? You would take the free ice cream for life. That's Donald Trump is my ice cream, and if I can have him until he dies, and then we can turn it over to Don Jr. and have it until he dies, I love that. Well, now, based on what you're telling me, I'm going to assume that you're probably somewhat anti the current incumbent in the White House. I would say Have that, you paid for gas lately? I, okay, well, l- let me finish. I would say that he's pr- done a pretty competent job. Inflation is down. Stock market is booming. Unemployment is almost at a record low. Wages are up. He seems to get no credit for that, but I would be happy with four more years of Joe Biden. You, no. He's 400 years old. I I mean, I guess if what you're saying is you want four more years of George Soros because Biden's too adult to to be behind any of these decisions. I don't know how they get him out of bed to to show up and, you know, be on camera for 20 minutes a day. So, I mean, what, what if you want the Democrat cabal that's running things to continue to run it? It's not Joe Biden. He's not the one making any of these decisions. So where we find ourselves really has little to do with him. He's just got. He, he's a he's a puppet, and there's puppet masters. He's a puppet, and what what happens? You've got the Clintons behind everything, and you've got you know again George Soros, and you know a lot of this shadow money that we don't know where it's coming from, and you know, and Joe Biden will stand up there and be the this mediocre, unoriginal candidate, and you know pretend to be the president, which he lost, by the way, and he shouldn't even be in there. But, I mean, at least, that's true. In the, in the, at least in the moment right now. He, I might have to correct you at least on that. Well, I think, he, it, look how many senators on my side of the aisle have said that it wasn't fair. What they all say is he's in there now, and that's who the president technically is, right. because they'll never say that, that he won fair and square, because they all know he didn't. So do you think the election will be close, assuming with each passing day it's more and more likely that it's Biden-Trump too? I'm sure it'll be close because of all the cheating the Democrats do. They're going to find a way to make it close. I mean... 
I don't know any Democrat voters. I've never met a Democrat in my life, so I have no reason to think <laughs> they right. even exist. But You have been watching Fox News as Tristan Reynolds, not this actor who we just talked to. Because <laughs> that is essentially Fox's entire MO. Well, that was great. Oh, God, that, that was, was exhausting. That was fun. It was exhausting. But that's the answer right there. That authenticity is just amazing. Yeah. Because there's probably not a less authentic person. I mean, I, <laughs> guess, I guess he's authentic in his authenticity. I don't think in his uh, inauthenticity or whatever. It it just feels like the people that feel touched by him are the people he cares about the less the least, and it just drives me freaking crazy. I mean, again, I guess it's a shot of dopamine for a lot of people when they feel like they they're beating up these he's beating up the fat cats in Washington and he's draining the swamp and like hell yeah get him Donald that's, oh well, that's a huge but it's part just not real it's just it's showmanship and good for him he's tapped into it and he's tapped into something. He's good at it. He's in, in, to his credit. He's, he's tapped into at. something no other American president has ever tapped into. It doesn't make him authentic or real or care about these well, folks you, that would die for him. You tell the story of your pseudo stepfather, right? Who, yeah. and there are a lot of those people. They were talking today. I was listening to something, and it was the number of uh, even in in Iowa, the number of first time voters who come out for Trump is incredible. Is an incredibly high number. Yeah. First-time voters, people who are really not into politics yeah, that find this guy appealing. But, uh, I think yeah. for all those reasons you just said. I think those are the people, that, like, that's his base, right? Like, your career politician people, the the Liz Cheney people and the George Bush senior. Like, or those Joe people, Biden. Yeah, but, I mean, on the Republican side, like, those people are just, you know, the, there's not as many of them around anymore. I think the you know most of those guys have pushed themselves to the far right, and they're all in on Trump now. Well, that, but also just generally, I mean, so so it gets a little uh, kind of worn to sit there and say, or cliched or pedestrian, whatever adjective, to sit there and say what I did because everything I just said is true. the The economy's booming. Um, I think five point nine percent growth in the last quarter. I mean, it's just rolling along. Uh, if you're not working right now, it's just because you simply don't want to work. You don't want to work. You don't want to work. Fair. Wages are up. Yeah. Unemployment is down. Stock market's hitting record highs. Um, you know, manufacturing is back in America. All of the economic indicators are inflation is down. Yeah. So much so that the Fed has said they're not raising interest rates anymore and might start to back down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, everything good. Yet there's this, even on the Democratic side, it's like, where the fuck are the Democrats? That should be out that are telling us this. I've heard you give that speech uh, three or four times now on the show. Yeah. And you're and it's very rare that you'll catch a piece of that on Meet the Press. Now, is he saving that for the last six months I of the campaign? Or but I've always said the Democrat messaging is awful. It's pitiful. Like they never stand up and say, Look at this, look at this, this matters. Republicans, they'll get a couple uh, three word phrases and beat you to death with them. Hillary's yeah. emails, Hillary's emails. Look, to your point. What's wrong with the economy now? Like it, every marker in the economy is literally at either, you know, an all time high or, you know, on par, Absolutely. right? Like nothing right now you could look at and say, oh my God, like unemployment is horrible right now. Like that's what they beat Bill Clinton up on when he came in office. Right. Unemployment, unemployment, unemployment. Like unemployment's good. Well, the stock market. Okay. Well, the stock market's good. up again. It's yeah. really good. So wages. Uh, oh, wages are up. Yeah. And inflation from oh, the. Oh, pen- it's going down. Yeah. So, I mean, it does make you pull your hair out because, but the thing that I've always said about Trump and his supporters, this is an emotional appeal. This right. isn't a show me a, a, a pamphlet that right. gives me details that right. I will go through and make a decision. 
based on n- the numbers. Right. This is a Trump makes me feel good. I like this man. And this, he gets me. He gets me. He speaks to me when nobody else has. He speaks to me when nobody else has, which is yeah. a, just a fucking head scratcher. It's amazing. <sighs> and we're going to be dealing with it now for 10 months. Oh, man. You know, Iowa is not red or blue. It's orange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Did you come up with that? Uh, no, I didn't. I don't come up with anything. I just remember stuff. Nice. Uh, oh, that's pretty good. Um, I, I've got one joke that I will tell you. Oh, sweet. It's a pretty good one. Let me. Sm- I have to. It's it's a little tricky wording, so I have to get it right. Uh, how do you know when a joke has become a dad joke? I don't know when it's apparent. Oh, that's pretty good. That's not bad. So I there's like my it. dad joke for hey, today. That's pretty good. Brought to you by Dad's Flooring in the Dad's Brought Flooring to you by Studios. Dad's flooring. Hey, Patty turns. Uh, well, I probably shouldn't tell her age. She is uh, on Medicare, but nice. it's her birthday today, January hey, hey, happy birthday yeah, to the happy wife! Happy birthday to the I, wife! Let me tell you what I would not be allowed to do is this podcast recording on a day that is my wife's birthday. Well, we're going to Outback, but here's what's funny, Tristan. This is the nice part of retirement. She actually came today. She met Hemel, who was uh, meeting with us, the uh, uh, primary owner of the new consortium of gentlemen, gentlemen, Indian gentlemen who own our place, and um, she came to do a birthday shot. Oh, how cool is that? Very nice. Yeah. She came to do a birthday shot. So happy birthday to my lovely wife of uh, soon to be 35 years. 36. Last year was 35. Married in 88. 86 is 14. That's pretty good. 36 years, Tristan. I wouldn't do something I like 36 years. (laughs) And you've still got all your hair. (laughs) Yeah. Let me put this back on. I took my wool hat off. Yeah. It could be a Trump hat. Oh, it could be. I am wearing a bright red hat that has it, an L on it. Make yes. it great, yeah. No, and I always say, man, I love my wife, and her marriage, or her marriage, her wedding is coming. Her wedding, <laughs> shit. Her birthday is coming up in February, and we're we're gonna go to a spot we've never went in Florida for a few days. So hopefully that'll be pretty nice. But marriage is, man. Marriage when it's good is still hard. Marriage is not yeah, the easiest thing. That's a great marriage when it's good is still hard. And my marriage is good, but it's still, man. You it's, still it's it's it's, tough. it's it's work. It it's, takes it real takes work. work. Yes. And, yeah, it's, and, and again, I was the poor white trash kid that I've talked about, you know, sure. for the first five years of our marriage. So it's not easy like And know. I'll and I'll uh, say this, Tristan, and I don't know if this is your life or not. I am sixty three years old and I have never lived by myself. I either had a roommate or uh, there was a time when my brother and I had the house uh, up in Jersey after after mom had passed and dad remarried. Um, I lived with Patty in her apartment before we got married, but I've never lived completely by myself. Have you? Yeah, a couple yeah. times. I would think that would be a pretty nice. Yeah, well, I was going to ask, like, did you, are you just like, you don't I'd like love being to alone? Try it. <laughs> no, I don't want to die alone. But I think just a couple of years where you don't have, yeah, you're just doing your own thing. I've never, yeah. I've always had to worry about somebody else. I've probably had a combined one year of adult life on my own. Yeah. And it was, you Wasn't know. Wasn't bad. No, it was fine. Yeah. Now, would it have been a lot more fun? Like both times we're sort of in college or college adjacent. We had no money, so it was like well, I can't really afford, you right. know, uh, TV. So, right. uh, so then it was kind of boring because I'm living by myself with no TV because you got no way to split the bills. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> nothing but old VHS <laughs> masturbation back in those days. But uh, so yeah, I've, and I did scour um, some of our pages and found, it, per your request, some actual reviews. Nice. So, yeah, we haven't done these in a while. Yeah, man, they've not and gotten these in. Are actual reviews. These are real. These actually are from Spotify. Right. And they, man, they did not get any nicer. You know, I'd hope yeah. maybe for some really nice reviews, but. I mean, and these are the five star reviews. I so you, I think they just give, they say mean stuff, but they give five stars. So I'll be forced to read them on air. 
but um yeah these are rough so all right so uh, here's the the first one based on trisden's drinking his poor financial decisions and my assumption that he regularly hits his wife i would like to pronounce him fully irish <laughs> wow so oh, wow so that's one of my fans <laughs> So uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty good. And so, uh, it, so I, I kept looking. I did find one that was sort of for you, okay. kind of more specifically yeah. than, okay. than the show here. It said, okay, this Monday was Martin Luther King Day. So this is a recent review. This Monday was Martin Luther King Day. I bet Ray celebrated by burning a cross in his black neighbor's yard. <laughs> there are no black neighbors in my neighborhood. <laughs> but, but you would have. <laughs> You for sure would have. Uh, oh, Lord. Okay, so that five-star view. Um, let's see. You often mention your producer, Troy. Since he is forced to listen to the show every week, I wanted to publish the suicide hotline number. It's 988. Hang in there, Troy. It will get better. <laughs> oh, sadly, I don't know. But it's a <laughs> And pre- these are the five-star These reviews. are five-star views. Yeah. Damn. Thanks for on, on Spotify. So if you're listening and you want to leave us a five-star view, feel free. Please. We appreciate it. Uh, okay. Uh, two more. I just grabbed okay. five. So uh, let's see. I'm a longtime listener. I must say you guys have all the right attributes to be famous, t- a famous TV host, which I thought was pretty nice. Says you're as whiny as Jimmy Kimmel, as funny as Trevor Noah, and as attractive as Rachel Maddow. <laughs> all accurate. <laughs> And let's see, the final five-star review. I think that was a compliment. Uh, Man, this one's rough. Oh, no. It says, uh, it's a good thing your moms are dead so they don't have to make up excuses as to why they don't listen to your podcast. (laughs) Now, who sent that to us? That that was some guy named Jeff from Barbersville, Kentucky. Good God, Jeff. Yeah. So five stars. But man, that... Kinda, I guess thank you. That kind of hurts. I mean, thank, thanks for listening, I guess. Yeah, so pretty rough. Oh, all right. Well, I'll look forward to the next batch of five-star reviews. Yeah, well, it might be a couple of weeks, I know. Yeah, well. Not everybody comments, but boy, when they do, they yeah, do. They, they really give us some some creative stuff to Feedback. read on there. Yeah, it's always appreciated. Well, somehow we killed another hour, brother. How about that? And um, that was fun. It was enjoyable. It was Next time, we'll communicate better, and then we'll have a list or something. Uh, yeah. I thought no, we I were had sent that text to you, and I thought down the road somewhere. But yeah. hey, it's right. called freelancing. And no we don't know if it's listenable, but hopefully it is. Yeah, it's talkable at least. Yeah, thanks to everybody. Stay warm, man. Yeah. I think there's, um, I think negative two, maybe Thursday. Oh, that, I guess Thursday night into Friday is another somewhere between two and six inches of snow coming. Nice. So everything will be shut down again. Yeah, that's it. We're not Chicago. Everything shuts down. How is the big vehicle in the... Great. It's been great in the snow. Yeah, that's cool. It looks like it should be. Yeah, pretty happy about that. So that's nice. Have a good week, brother. Yeah, you too, Ray. Good seeing you, man.